Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Pastor Farrell Shepherd of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky, and I'd like to welcome you to another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. This broadcast is for Monday, October 30th, and we're thankful for the opportunity to be able to send out these messages over the Light and Truth radio network. I want to thank all of our faithful listeners and those that prayed for us and helped in the recent marathon, helped us meet our goal. As of Saturday night at 8.30, we had surpassed our goal. $40,000 was the goal, and we got $700 over that. So we're thanking the Lord and praising Him for that extra that came in. Amen. And for reaching the goal. At times, it looked like we wasn't going to do it. But I thank God for His provision and for his help. Thank God for the good laborers that labored with us. Brother Bale came in from Oklahoma City and uh, preached for us on Friday night and Sunday morning as well. Brother Hall even got to come in and be in the marathon a little while. That was a real blessing to us. And so we thank God for the blessings. Mentioning them, do pray for Brother Hall and Mrs. Hall. They've been under the weather. Their health has not been good for a number of years, uh, but pray for them. I know they were hoping to be able to come to church Friday night and Sunday, they weren't able to come either service, and so pray for them about that, uh, that God would touch them and help them. Also, Brother Bell's dad has had some uh, problems, medical problems here recently. Started up, uh, well, he, Brother Bell got a notice on it yesterday morning, right as Sunday school was starting, and then I've talked with him a little bit. He's had another problem since then, so keep him in your prayers also as well, and pray for the Bells as they are going to have to head back to Oklahoma City in the near future. So pray for them and their safety also as well. Amen. All right. Pray for us as well. We're going down to Centerville, Tennessee, and we're going to be in a family camp, camping situation there. And so we're looking forward to that. Services morning and night, and we'll be there through Wednesday. And then on Thursday, I'll be preaching in Gilbertsville, Kentucky, at the Calvary Baptist Church there also as well. Well, I've got a good song queued up right here from the Shepherd family, and then a message we're going to begin today that's going to continue throughout the week that I trust will be a blessing to you. All right, we are beginning a sermon today from Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 20. You know, those verses deal with spiritual warfare. I'm preaching on this thought. We are in a constant battle. This is going to be a five-day sermon because we are constantly going through the battle. I'm going to have four points that I'm going to deal with in each point of my sermon. In other words, four angles we're going to look at each of these points. We're going to look at the armor of God that's mentioned here in our text, and we're going to compare how that applies to our thought life, how that compares to our home life, how that compares to our church life, and how that compares to our business life. Now, on today's broadcast, I'm going to be starting off talking about stand your ground with the truth, and we're going to be talking about guarding our mind on today's broadcast. So I hope you'll stay tuned and enjoy the message as it was preached live from the pulpit of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. Ephesians chapter number 6, where I'm going to take my text tonight. I'll be honest with you, my message tonight be more of an exhorting than... Doctrinal preaching, what I'm going to be dealing with, you know, I'm sure it'll be nothing new, uh, but I hope that it'll be helpful. I do believe that it is timely and needed in our day. Ephesians chapter 6, I'm going to begin reading in verse number 10. You know, that's dealing with the spiritual warfare. And I mentioned 
Wednesday night, got to preach a little bit about that fact that there are evil spirits in the world. The Bible says that very plainly. And uh, there's a warfare going on. I'm not, as I said, I'm not going to get deep in it tonight. But I'm just going to exhort you a little bit from the Scriptures, verse by verse. In these verses, as we look at it, Ephesians chapter 6 and verse number 10. And I'll read down through verse number 20. Finally, my brethren... Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all, to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And for me, that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly and make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in bonds. Therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Look back, if you will, verses 10 and 11, and that'll be where I'll begin with. He says, finally... My brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Now this text, as I've said before, is probably very familiar to most Christians. And yet I'm convinced that most of the time we fail to comprehend exactly what's being taught in these verses. Most of us would rather just get along. We'd rather not have battles. In, in the years that I've pastored, I've, I've thought, Lord, you know, it'd be a blessing not to have struggles. It'd be a blessing just, you know, to live in a state of revival. Just, you know, everybody's happy. That's over there at the other church. That's over there. Everybody's happy over there. It's never wherever I've been. They've never been everybody. I don't know if it's got anything to do with me or not. But, there, but seriously, you think about... It'd be nice just to be able to go where everybody's happy, everybody's healthy. I mean, every service, sinners are getting saved. Every service, uh, people are rejoicing. And it's just wonderful, wonderful, wonderful all the time. But we're not living in glory yet. Amen. We were talking a little bit after the service today. Jacob and Josh and I were talking about, uh, really about spiritual warfare. Some of the evil that's in our world and uh, Brother Jacob made the comment. He said, where can you go? Where can we move to get away from all that? I said, heaven. That's the only place. And that's true. It's the only place. Uh, I'm glad I'm going there. Amen. But as long as we're in the world, Paul, the, the writer of this book, and of course, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, Paul said, now brethren, you better put on the armor because we're in a battle. That's the point that he's making. Amen. And so uh, my title is this. We are in a constant battle. We're in a constant battle. Amen. Uh, our battle is, is threefold. We hear it constantly, but it's truth. 
our battle with the devil, with the world, and with the flesh. You can put those in any order that you'd like to, but we have that battle. Can I say to you that the devil, Satan, does not like any of God's children? Amen. God don't have favorites and neither does the devil. The devil don't like any of us. If you're a child of God, the devil's against you. He's constantly attacking, constantly fighting against the children of God. Why is that? It's not us. It's because he hates our Father. He hates the Lord that we represent. Amen. (coughs) Excuse me. And so the devil is constantly attacking. Matter of fact, we're attacked on every side. And sometimes we're attacked from sides we didn't expect to be attacked from. Surprise attacks. Brother Steve mentioned it this morning. The children of Amalek. How they attacked Israel. God told Saul, go and destroy them. Utterly destroy them because of what they had done to Israel when Israel came through the wilderness. They had just gotten out of the Red Sea. By the way, the Amalekites and the Israelites were cousins. Amalekites are the descendants of Lot. Amen. And so Abraham and Lot, Lot was his nephew. So in a sense, these people are cousins. But the Amalekites lay wait on the children of Israel. They hid in the bushes, so to speak. They hid behind the rocks or whatever there was to hide behind while the children of Israel passed on by. And then they snuck up behind them and attacked them when they were not expecting it. They had not provoked them. They had done nothing against them. Can I tell you that is exactly what the devil loves to do to this very day. He's going to probably attack us every day. And the day you think he's not attacked, he's looking for a way to get you while you're not expecting it. Amen. He attacks us from every direction, sometimes from a surprise direction. Sometimes we're not only surprised by the direction he comes from, we're surprised by the velocity. I mean, just the onslaught. Just one thing after the other that the devil seems to come in our life. Amen. Can I say that it is important for us to have the armor of God because the armor of God protects us on every front. Amen. On every part that he will protect us by way of of this whole armor of God. Amen. And so it is important. That's why he said, look at verse 11. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. It insinuates to me that if we don't have the armor on, we probably won't be able to stand. The devil's going to get us somewhere along the line. Amen. And so it's certainly wise and God is certainly wise and God is certainly good to give us this armor, amen, and to list it and to tell us that it will help us withstand our enemy. God has provided what we need, all we need. Our job is to educate ourselves about it. Our job is to apply it in our life, amen. And I want to look at that in our thoughts today. Now, before I look at it verse by verse... And give you the thoughts on my heart. I want, I want to say this, a couple or several things by way of introduction. Number one, I want to mention that this putting on of the armor, this warning of the attacks of the devil comes immediately after information Paul's just given about our business life. Look at verses five through nine. We picked up reading in verse ten, but look at verse five. Servants be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh. With fear and trembling and singleness of your heart as unto Christ. Not with eye service as men pleasers, not as the servants of, uh, but as the servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, with good will, doing service as to the Lord, 
and not to men, knowing that whatsoever good that any man doeth the same shall be, uh, shall he receive of the Lord, whether he be bond or free. And your masters do the same things unto them, forbearing, threatening, knowing that your master, your master, I like that, also is in heaven, neither is there respected persons with him. Finally, my brethren, he goes on to talk about put on the whole armor of God. So here he's talking about our business life. I reckon this is my thoughts, and I believe it's right, that one of the places we're tempted in may very well be our business life. There may be a temptation to be dishonest in order to get ahead. Amen. Maybe a temptation to bend the rules, as they say, just a little bit, in order to try to get ahead. Maybe there's a temptation to be a little slack. My dad never called it slack, he just called it lazy. But maybe there's a a tendency or a temptation to be a little slack in our business dealings. I do like how that he puts this in here, and this is a thought that came to my mind. The same, the same Bible, the same section of scriptures that tells the wife to be in subjection to her husband, and husbands love that. It tells that husband, when you're down on the job, you be in subjection to your boss man. Same principle, same Bible. Amen. But I wonder if he doesn't mention this about spiritual warfare in this particular case because we face temptation in that very thing. Can I tell you? You may need to brace yourself. The devil may very well even use not just your work situation and your work ethic, but those you work with to question your faith. The call in to question what you believe, they'll do that if they can. Amen. And the devil will use your co-workers. Maybe, maybe because you need to brace yourself against their opinions and brace yourself against their slights and the things that they say, their little snide comments that they make behind their hand and things like that about you. Amen. Sometimes they'll give you a compliment that's a backdoor compliment. It's not really meant to be a compliment. Amen. It's meant to run you down. And it's all because of the fact they don't believe like we do. God warns us to stand and fight. Amen. Not that we're fighting against our co-worker. He said we're not against flesh and blood. But it is against the spirit of wickedness that's in this world. Uh, the second thing I notice about this, uh, when this is placed here, it's, it's not only placed right after he's talking about business dealings, but this is the same section talking about our home dealings too. Husbands and wives, chapter 5, verse 22. I believe it is. Verse. Let me look back there. Verse, uh, yeah. Really from verse number 21 down through chapter 6 and verse 4. Husbands and wives, it deals with that and it deals with uh, children and parents and even parent or at least father to child that he deals with in these cases. And so again, he warns us and I believe that the devil may very well attack us in our spouse. He may use our spouse against us. He may use our children against us. He may use our parents against us. He he may use people in our own household. He said, you better have your armor on. let, Let me just back up and say this. Men, when you go to work, you better have your armor on when you go to work. Amen. I'll say this. Men, when you come home to your wife, you better have your armor on. Amen. And wives, when he's on his way home, you better have your armor on. I'm just simply saying the devil 
is going to fight. I'm not talking about we got to fight each other. Amen. I'm not dealing with that aspect of it. He said our, our fight's not with flesh and blood. Amen. But our fight is in the spiritual realm. Now, again, this information about the armor comes after business life. It comes after talking about our home life. But interspersed in that section there on the home life from verse 21 down through verse number 32, really, of, of chapter 5, he's interspersed in there talking about the church, our church life, our religious life. And you know there's a few things the devil hates. He hates the church. The devil hates the church of the living God. Amen. He hates the home. But in his hatred for the church, the devil tries to keep people from going to church. The devil gives every excuse he can to keep them out or to get them out once they've gotten in. Amen. The devil will do his best to point out all the hypocrites down there at the house of God. The devil will cause conflicts even among the saints of God in the house of God if he can. And cause those conflicts to... Rise up our feelings if we don't have our armor on, by the way. Those conflicts may very well escalate in a manner they shouldn't have never gotten to. Amen. You know it and I know it. Sometimes just a, a little remark or a little action or just a, the absence of a remark or the absence of an action gets carried to the extreme. Why is that? One reason because we're fighting against flesh and blood. We're supposed to be fighting against spirit world. But the devil uses those things to pit us one against the other. Amen. I'm backing up even a little bit further than that. I noticed that this information about the warfare, he says it's finally. And so I believe that finally, he said, this is, this is the last brick on this pile. This is the, this is the last part of the building, but it's all tied together. Back in chapters 5, verses 18 through 21, he talks about our thought life. Amen. He talks about this spiritual life, spirit-filled life, and having the proper thought life. Amen. Look at verse 18. Be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. That don't necessarily mean just singing to yourself, although that's not, a, not bad that you sing to yourself, but it's your thought life he's dealing with here. And what you're saying on the inside, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Amen. So he's dealing with the proper thought life. Now I say this, and I believe it's right, spirit-filled people listen to the right kind of music. Amen. I don't believe spirit-filled people listen to drums from Africa. I don't believe spirit-filled people listen to heavy metal that comes from somewhere darker than Africa. Amen. From the pit. I don't believe that that uh, spirit-filled people are listening to country and western and hip-hop and pop and rock and, and on and on. Amen. Spirit-filled people listen to the right kind of music. He, what is that? He said it's psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Amen. And that helps them, by the way, maintain a right thought life. Those other things don't lead to a right thought life. And you could, if you, all you gotta do is study a little bit of it, and you know that it's true. Well, but he says that it will lead us to being thankful. Amen. 
to be unthankful. I believe rock music leads people to be sexual or rebellious, or both. I believe that country music a lot of times leads people, again, it, it, perhaps it leads them to drinking, or it leads them to, to gambling, or carousing, and a lot of the stuff that goes along in, the, in that musical realm. Leads them maybe to grumbling and complaining about, you know, all the bad things that's happened. Amen. You've heard the story before. You know, if you play rock music backwards, you hear that satanic message. If you play country music backwards, your lost dog comes home, your car gets fixed, your wife, your marriage gets fixed back up. Amen. That's a joke. But he said this right kind of music leads us to being thankful. Amen. Thankful people are not cheating on the job. Thankful people are not cheating on their spouse. Thankful people are not proud and arrogant and hypocrites. Thankful people are right with God. God warns us to protect our thought life. And that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. So we're going to have to break in the message right there. But Lord willing, we'll be back tomorrow and continue this message throughout this week. Hope you'll tune in this same time every Monday through Friday for another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. Until then, this is Pastor Farrell Shepherd saying good day and God bless you.